You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cole Carmody alongside Monty Spiller. K-State beats Oklahoma State on Saturday 48 to nothing to improve to 6-2. They are now number 13 in the college football playoff, and yet they are also in second place all alone, controlling their own destiny to make a spot in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, we talked about the opportunity that was ahead of us um, going into this past week's game. You know, if we get a win... We basically set ourselves up to be in second place and potentially win out or win enough games to um, be back in in Dallas for the Big 12 championship game. And for me personally, hopefully see TCU again with a healthy roster. And uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to beat up on them. But let's talk about the now and not the the future. But K-State wins a big game this past weekend. It was was awesome to watch. Yeah, we got a long ways to go before we can start talking about Arlington. But... We'll talk about that game against the Cowboys on Saturday. 48 to nothing in the first half. In the second half, we'll break down K-State and Texas on Saturday. Harley Day, Harley Night. 6 o'clock kickoff. But before we do any of that, we want to let you know we are sponsored by our good friends at the Part-Time Beverage Company. The first half is sponsored by the Club Special. The second half is sponsored by the Cape Cod. Make sure you're hitting subscribe on the YouTube channel. It really helps our algorithm on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing to wherever get your, wherever you get your podcasts and also uh, gopowercat.com. So let's talk about this game against Oklahoma State because um, they came out of the gate absolutely on fire. First drive. They moved the ball down the field. Fourth and five, I'm sitting up there in the press box and thinking maybe they should punt the ball, be a little bit conservative. You're probably going to have a close game. Don't want to give them a short field. And then they have a false start on the running back, Mm -hmm. which never happens with Deuce Vaughn. So guess what happens? Fourth and ten. Now everybody in the stadium, except for Chris Kleiman, is thinking that they're going to punt the ball. So what do they do? They go for it. And they don't even just get the first down, but they score a touchdown. It was an incredible series of events. Yeah, um, it was crazy. At that moment, you kind of knew or you had a feeling that it was going to go our way. And the confidence that Will Howard showed and the throw that he made to Kay Warner, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, he broke the pocket, was uh, going to his left, and to make a throw, going to your left on a rope with guys chasing you in the corner of the end zone, that took a lot of skill. And, you know, and he did it with ease. I don't want to say ease, but he did it with confidence. And at that point, the crowd was going crazy, and it felt good. We had we, we had a feeling that, hey, this is our day. And you really, you really don't understand, like you mentioned, that is such a difficult throw because not only is he trying to fit the ball past the cornerback, mm-hmm. he's trying to fit it in before the safety gets there too, and he has to worry about the sideline. Yeah. That's three defenders that he has to make sure that don't 
interfere with the play. And, and Cade Warner, I mean, what can you say? He has just turned into a playmaking machine. He's not the biggest guy. No. He's not the strongest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But he does all the little things right. And it is, it's remarkable to see that you're right. When that happened, I think everybody who was watching that game, including the Oklahoma State people, <laughs> felt were. like we might be in trouble. They're like, uh-oh. And you're right. And it's one of the one thing I noticed, too, about that play and throughout the, the rest of the game, for me watching, and I, I wasn't at the game live, I, I watched it on TV, but for me watching the game, um, Will's demeanor showed his maturity, you know, and his growth. You know, if you go two years ago last year, it's a different person, but he looked like he belonged, well, he does belong, and he, but he looked like he belonged to be a starting quarterback uh, of a Big 12 team, K-State, uh, in a major game on, on, on big-time TV. And and maybe it was just me, but he his Physical presence seemed to dominate. As he looked like a legit starting quarterback for a big time program, and the confidence just showed the whole game. He is six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. He looked every bit of it. He did. He did, and he's he's always kind of been a bigger guy, yeah, but man. he's yeah. turned that baby fat yes. into grown man strength. Yep. And he, he played remarkable. Obviously, he earned Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Ty Zintner, a Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week as well. Player of the Year, Player of the Week for Will Howard. Um, so, yeah, just a great overall performance by K-State. I, I want to break it down a little bit because we talked about um, if they wanted to win this game, we felt like they would have to do it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn had to have a big day. Maybe they could exploit Oklahoma State's run defense, specifically their linebackers. Against Texas, Oklahoma State gave up a lot of inside zone, a lot of power. And what do you know? In the first half, K-State runs double power with Deuce Vaughn, Mm -hmm. 60 yards down the field for a touchdown. The offensive line absolutely dominated. They did. And I'm going to get, you know, to to our watchers and listeners, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. You called it. You know, you said – you would be surprised if we don't run inside zone and run the ball inside because of Oklahoma State's uh, tendencies to give up the run. And sure enough, K-State came out. They hit the inside hard. The, the O-line, uh, I remember watching one replay, and it was kind of on social media, the wham block, where <laughs> the fullback just – I don't know who the D-tackle was, but he violated the guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But he just destroyed the guy, and holes were there all game. And, and O-line, like they've been doing all year long, dominated, led the way, and Deuce had a day for himself. And I don't know if it's just a swagger, if it's a personality that this team is taking on, but it just feels like every single time they step on the field, they know that they are more physical than the opponent. Mm -hmm. We kind of felt like early on in the season that that might be the case with this group, but as they've started to gain confidence, I truly believe every time K-State steps on the field, they are the more physical team. Now, they might be tested with Texas a little bit. They will be. But it, it feels like... You can, if you're a K-State fan, you can go to bed on Friday nights knowing that on Saturday the trenches will be favored for K-State. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I love about our guys and and our team as a whole, but especially our O-line, you get – and right now we're looking like bullies in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you get teams that like to bully other teams and they talk talk and chirp and good game and they're running them out the whole game. And our guys aren't. Our guys, especially up front, they're whooping your butt and they held it back up, they high-five each other, get the play, and do it again. And to the point where you get so frustrated, you get so defeated, because you know they're coming back again and again, and they're just dominating. And like you said, our O-line is more physical than any team D-line we've seen so far at this point. Will we be tested at Texas? Absolutely. I mean, against Texas? Absolutely. But I'm confident that we'll hold our own. 
And it'll be interesting to see because I know there was some rain forecast and I think that's going to be Friday night now. Mm-hmm. So it should be a nice day on Saturday, but I don't think that matters. I think that this team up front on offense is really finding their stride. What's really cool, and this hasn't been talked a lot about, but there's three Kansas kids that yeah. start on the interior of that offensive line. Cooper Beebe from Kansas City, Hayden Gillum, Plainsville, and then Hadley Panzer from Lakin. Mm-hmm. Two really small school school kids, and then another 4A kid in Cooper Beebe. And the, the edges, though, mm-hmm. those guys are from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Christian Duffy and KT yeah. Leviston. They are going to have a chip on their shoulder, and we'll talk about that in the second half when we talk about what this game means for the Texas kids. But it was just remarkable how well they played, and it carried on throughout the whole entire game. It wasn't just the big plays. It was the continuous six, seven-yard runs that they had. Even at the end of the game, D.J. Giddens got in and ran for a touchdown. That is a mantra that not only the offensive line, but the offense as a whole was developing. Yeah, and it's one of those things where we – we're getting good enough. We're, we're, we're getting to the point where we're continuing to get better every week, and we have different tools we can use every week. We're not relying on Deuce on every down. And Deuce is in there making blocks, uh, running the ball. Then you got Gidden that comes in if needed. Uh, and every time he comes in, he's getting positive yards. I can't remember a game this year where he hadn't uh, got at least three yards plus, you mm-hmm. know. And then you got the fullbacks doing a great job. Kate Warner, he stepped up, honestly, to be – Probably our leading receiver right now, mm-hmm. and you got uh, Nose and 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 uh, the other receivers that are doing their job as well. But as a whole, everybody is doing their part, and the offense. I'm not gonna say it's complete right now, but they're playing well. And Coach Klein, um, he is calling phenomenal games. I think last Saturday probably was his best game uh, of his tenure. I would agree. I, I think everything he, he did was working out. Obviously, when you score 35 points in the first half, <laughs> it's going to be nice, right? You take a 35-point lead in the, into the locker room, that's good. But I wrote down the one thing that I noticed the most, inside zone, power plays, and the screen plays. Mm-hmm. That is so – you have to trust your offensive line so much. Mm-hmm. Think about that that screen pass to, to Malik Knowles. Yeah. That was all on the offensive line. Then you had – the screen pass even to, to Malik Knowles on a fourth and two was, I think it was in the second half, where Ben Sinnott has to go out and make a block mm-hmm. in order for Malik to come across and catch the ball. This game, as great as Will Howard played, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, Will Howard had the best game of his career, and he deserves everything that he is getting right now. This game was really won because of the interior of the offensive line, of the running game, opening things up for Will Howard. Absolutely. And and it's funny you talk about some of the play calling that's going on in the O-line, but I can't help, and, and, and you would understand too, and anybody who's been following K-State football for the last 20-plus years, if not more, a lot of those calls are similar calls that Coach Klein ran. And even before him, if you look at the, uh, the screen game, Quincy Morgan made a living off of that mm-hmm. back in the day. James Terry, uh, a couple other guys did it as well. Uh, uh, figures, you know, those guys made a killing off the screen game. And if you can get the screen game going, that make that basically is an additional blocker for you because when you get defenses that are so aggressive and they can get up field and you get big boys like that can run like we have downfield on linebackers and, and defensive backs, game's over. You know, good luck against that. But yeah, the, the O line, they I know a lot of times they don't get a lot of love from uh, the media. But honestly, um, and they would never get player of the game. But if you could name a group for players of the game, absolutely, offensive line. And especially on the offensive side. Yeah. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. Let's talk about the defense because we came in thinking this is probably going to be a high scoring game, <laughs> yeah. right? You got the nation's number three scoring offense at 45 points per game gets held to zero. That is the first time that a team 
that is ranked lower than a top 10 team shut them out since the I believe 1967 was mm-hmm. the last time that happened by this point margin. So um, you witness history on Saturday if you were at the game or watching it on TV. That was a historic performance. Dare I say it was the best defensive performance or really any performance by any single unit in college football anywhere throughout the entire season. Yes. It ha- it ha- you, I, if you find something that you can compare it to, let me know. Because, yeah, we were at home, but quality team is a quality team. They're ranked higher than us, and they have the skilled guys to score. You know, they didn't kick a field goal. So, And when you shut a team out at any level, that is a great accomplishment. But especially at the highest level of college football, your defense is balling out. And so that right there has to be the greatest um, performance for us personally, for K-State, and maybe for the weekend, and maybe for the, the year. I don't know. I haven't watched every game. Mm-hmm. But for the last three weeks, absolutely. And what's crazy is they never even made it into the red zone. Nope. 0 for 0 in the red zone, did not make it to the 25-yard line inside the 20. Excuse me, that that is remarkable. Yeah. I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to see the last time that happened this year throughout around college football. That's, that is impressive. Um, the defense was tremendous. I mean, n- no questions. Without Daniel Green, Nick Allen, the former walk-on, comes up, makes big-time plays. Julius Brintz and Josh Hayes both played, and we said yep. both those guys playing is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Julius Brintz made his presence known. He had an interception. Yeah. Josh Hayes was all over the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, just literally a flawless performance by the defense. No, they played well. You know, a lot of guys, you mentioned Nick Allen and, and, and Moore, they played well uh, in the middle for backers. And then, you know, Brintz, he made his presence known. But the guy that people tend to forget about is um, Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He didn't have the, 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 the physical attributes as far as height as Brent's, but the kid can fly. He's, he can run like crazy. He's a Lawrence High kid, uh, another Kansas kid. But he got targeted a lot. And he, he won some, he lost some, but he battled every play. And he continues to get better. And it's going to come a point where you pick on him enough, he's going to get you mm-hmm. and he's going to make you pay. So I feel like guys grew even more so this week. And one thing we talked about before, with injuries, we were forced to play some younger guys, and they had quality minutes. And there was no letdown. Towards the end of the game, when some of the young guys came in, there was no letdown. And they had their pride. And I kept telling myself, that's the old lynch mob defense mentality. Yep. You talk about young guys. One of the guys that stepped up a lot. We thought they might play a little bit more nickel with Daniel Green potentially out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jacob Parrish came yes. in, a true freshman of Olathe North, came in, played pretty much the entire game. He did. I don't think he got targeted. I don't think they threw at him one time. Nope. He was continuously on his man. It was that defense, those d- defensive backs might be the best uh, unit in the in the Big 12 because those guys have shut pretty much everybody down this season. They'll have a test with Xavier Worthy coming up. But, I mean, man, that was remarkable. And, and not even talking about the defensive line. How about Felix and Yudike Uzama <laughs> getting to the quarterback in less than two seconds, it seems like, anytime he's single blocked. Felix told us in media day, he's like he said he saw a stat. I don't know if this is true or not. I'd have to look it up. Every single time he has been unblocked or he's been single blocked, he's got a sack this season. I can believe it. I I, I 100% could believe it, too. <laughs> and it, even if he didn't, he's pretty dang close. And, and one thing about him, he his motor goes. And, man, you know, it's one of those things where you see a kid play, but his smile is infectious and his, his celebration dance and, and the crowd goes crazy. His teammates love it. And they just can support each other uh, wholeheartedly. And they're having fun. And, and going back to the secondary real quick, those guys are so confident. You know, if you play – and anybody played secondary at any level – Peewee, high school, college pro, you have to have confidence. You have to because if not, you're going to get beat in, in, in mental 
toll will take, take toll on you. But those guys are confident across the board, and that's the domino effect. It's from the D-line to the linebacks to the secondary. They all trust each other. They play great football. I want to ask you this before we wrap up the first half and get into the second half. Have you ever been a part of such a total butt whooping as K-State put on Oklahoma State on Saturday? Any level. Because <sighs> I, I just find it to be very rare that a team at any level beats a team 48 to nothing where it's a you know a pretty much a quality opponent. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I know I was part of a couple of games where we put up 60-something, nothing like I guess the Bowling Green and a couple other schools. But as far as ranked opponent, it's kind of hard to remember. I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything on top of my head. I'm pretty sure I was part of games where we dominated. But as far as a shutout, I can't remember. It just is remarkable how well they played. It yeah. just goes to show you how much of a historical performance it was. It is a game that K-State fans will not soon forget. Um, if, you're in a, if you're in attendance, I don't know if they still have paper tickets, save that ticket because uh, you just witnessed some history, history there. Yeah. Forty-eight to nothing. K State beats K State beats Oklahoma State. When we come back here on this on the Friday walkthrough for the second half, we'll wrap up the show by talking about K State versus Texas in arguably the biggest game of the season. We'll find out. We'll talk about it right after this short break. Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back in here to the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cole Cromery alongside Monty Spiller. The first half was sponsored by the part-time beverage company, more specifically the Drink the Club special. The second half will be sponsored by the Cape Cod. Make sure you're hitting subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Let's break down this K-State versus Texas game. K-State comes in. Ready for this? Two and a half point underdogs. Monty, please help me make sense of that. You know, if I had the right answer, I would tell you, but <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I don't know why. You know, and it, it is what it is. It's, it's college football. It's, it's Maybe it's the brand of Texas versus the brand of K-State. Um, Austin, Texas, Manhattan, uh, Kansas, the Little Apple. Uh, you know, you got the, the big boys with the big money. You got the, um, the, the local folks, <laughs> the farm community. But it don't matter. But I look at it this way. Use it as motivation. I know our kids are probably aware of it, and that's fine. We like being an underdog because when we're an underdog and you think you're better than us, we always show you different. So I'm okay with it. And what's interesting about this, too, is Texas, their last two games, they have not covered the spread. Mm-hmm. So they lost, and then they barely beat Iowa State, which we'll talk about here in a second. I don't put any line into that stock. So we don't really talk about gambling on this show, but just saying – don't put any line in that stock whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you why you're not going to put line in, in, in money into that stock because K-State is the better team in this matchup. I, I truly believe that. Now, Texas has some playmakers, and that's where I want to start. Yeah. Um, but I believe K-State can handle them. The question is, how do they do it? And the first person that jumps out when you look at Texas is B. John Robinson, the the conference's leading rusher, Deuce Vaughn, mm-hmm. not too far behind him. I think only about 70 yards or so. 
But Bijan Robinson is a man amongst boys running the football. We asked some of the guys, how do you stop Bijan Robinson? And, and we asked Drake Cheatham specifically, a safety who's going to be having to come downhill and make tackles. And, and he said, Joe, Coach Klanerman just says, don't stop running your feet. Yep, he's right. Because he's right. if you stop running your feet, you're going to end up on your back. He will. You know, and I've watched Bijan outside of our games, obviously. Um, the kid's special. He's going to be a, a number one correction, a first round uh, draft pick uh, sooner than later. He's a physical runner. He runs hard. He's fast. He's a lot faster than people think. But our linebackers, and, and I'm hoping and praying that Mr. Green is back mm-hmm. because we're gonna have to, we're gonna need all of our linebackers healthy because for us to stop them, it starts stopping the run because Texas goes as he goes. If we can slow him down, we have a great opportunity to beat them. The passing game is good. Uh, it's not one that you are fearful of as far as route running, but deep balls they can kill you on those. But he is they go as he goes. So we need our D line and our linebackers healthy, and we need um, several guys ready to play because we can rotate them and keep them fresh. And it's kind of like going up against uh, you know like a LeBron James or you know a Giannis. You know that he is going to get his. Yes. There's a good chance he runs for a hundred yards. Oh yeah. But you got to make sure that when you get down to the red zone, he's not busting those twenty five yard runs when he's on the 33 right mm-hmm. if sure if he wants to get 20 yards when you have him backed up on the, on the 10 or the 15 you can live with that yeah. but it's about picking and choosing where you can you know where he gets his spots it's, right. and tightening that defense down in the red zone I mean, I think that's what this is going to come down to for K-State because yeah Texas is going to be able to move the ball at least we think yeah. you know the odds of K-State having a repeat performance <laughs> against Oklahoma State it's just not likely not saying it can't happen but this defense is good enough mm-hmm to where they can bend but don't break. They haven't done that a lot this year, mm-hmm. but they can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it starts with getting Bijan Robinson on the ground. That is mission number one. Mission number two is putting qu- pressure on Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers was 19 of 49 against Oklahoma State. Yeah. 30 incompletions is alarming, Yeah, to be com- brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been banged up this year. Chris Kleiman talked about it. There's not a lot of film on him, but I think you got to get pressure on him. I think that's how you disrupt this Texas offense is you get pressure on the quarterback. Does that mean rushing three? Does that mean rushing four? Does that mean blitzing? I don't know, but I feel like you got to get pressure on the quarterback. I, I agree. And if you if you allow him to sit in the pocket comfortable, he can he can pick you apart. The kid is talented. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, it's easy to go and run routes on air, but when somebody's in your face putting hands on you, you find out how good you really are. Same with the quarterback. You're great in the pocket if no pressure on you. But when pressure on you, do you pull the ball and run? Do you go through your progressions? Do you sit in the pocket and, and, and take the chance of getting hit? And like you said, he's been banged up, so I highly doubt he's going to sit there comfortably and, and, and go through his progressions. He'll probably get happy feet. And I think Coach Klanderman and, and Coach Kleinman will do a good job of bringing blitzes. There's going to be some zone blitzes. There's going to be some man blitzes. Um, it might be delayed blitzes. They might put a spy on certain people. You don't know, but I feel like K-State is good enough and have the athletes to bring different pressure packages against Texas to make him uncomfortable. We might not put pressure. Our D-line is good enough where we can get pressure from our three up-front guys, you know, whoever they may be. Any guy any guy can get there and play ball. So, yes, pressure will be uh, very, very important for this game, but it won't be necessary every down. But timely pressure will be a key. One thing this Texas offense struggled with uh, was the Iowa State defense. Yes. And that is an important note because Iowa State runs the three-three-five, the same type of defense that K-State runs. The Texas offense really stalled out a lot when they got their big plays. And most of them, again, it was big plays, mm-hmm. right? They they hit some big plays, but they stalled out a lot. They should have lost that game. Um, 
Iowa State threw an interception in the end zone mm-hmm. in that game. Xavier Hutchison dropped a wide-open pass on the five-yard line that yeah. could have won them the game. Easily. And then uh, even on the last play, there was a fumble that many people thought might have been targeting. So there was a lot of interesting uh, things that happened in that Texas and Iowa State game where Texas won. But, I mean, if I'm Joe Klinerman and Chris Kleiman, I'm going back to that film. And I'm watching that. I'm saying, what did Iowa State do successfully to defend them? And I think that is honestly going to be the blueprint for K-State in this game. It will. And, and I've said it before on our podcast. And, you know, co- college football or any football, for that matter, is a copycat league. And if you got film on somebody how to stop them, I'm going to use it, you know. And it's one of those things where you, you swallow your problems like, you know what, they did a great job of setting them up. And I feel like we have better athletes on defense mm-hmm. than Iowa State does. And Iowa State has some good players. They have a good scheme. But we have better athletes to stop them. And we're going to probably put into play a lot of what Iowa State did and mix in a few other things that Texas hadn't seen yet. So the blueprint's there, which is good for us. But hopefully we can uh, execute it and have it to be successful against Texas. And one thing that I think the game plan on defense will be here uh, for K-State, especially when you look at the big play threat, Xavier Worthy, the receiver, who yeah. incredibly fast. I mean, we're talking 4-3 speed, probably one of the fastest receivers, if not the fastest receiver in the Big 12. Uh, him and Marvin Mims are probably right there as far as speed goes. I'm wondering if they're going to play more zone because K-State's been a man-heavy team the entire season. Mm-hmm. Now, the argument can be made where you just – pitched a shutout right you know playing basically man defense the entire game why would you change it but when you look at Quinn Ewers the one thing I notice he has a tendency when he gets in trouble to lob the ball in the air Mm -hmm. he he relies on his playmakers at the receiver position to make plays for him if you can confuse and, and go zone and even mix it up one down you play man one down you play zone Mix up the defense, mm-hmm. I think that might contribute to some turnovers for K-State because Quinn Ewers is extremely talented, but I question the the coachability aspect of Texas. I question the discipline. When we talk about K-State's offense and their defense, we'll definitely get into that. But I'm wondering if they're going to try and disguise some things on defense on Saturday. I, I would say yes, absolutely. But also, we we do a good job of using what, using what we have. And, and Brent is a taller co- a corner. And if, you're at, and if anybody's actually watched him – play man defense he's physical Mm -hmm. and one thing i watch with word that he does not like it when guys get hands on him he wants a free release to run up the field use that speed and that height and that length to go get the ball if you disrupt him he gets frustrated easily and i can guarantee brents will get in his back pocket get hands on him early and get him frustrated and i'm not saying he's going to quit but that's going to make a big difference on how hard he's going to go, speaking about Worthy, the, for the full game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see K-State run a, couple, a little bit of two-man, you mm-hmm. know, lock down below and have safety help over the top. And that still allows the safety to be uh, supportive in the run game if needed. So, it, you know, like you said, it'd be a mix of zone and man, but I think K-State will do a good job of it. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting because, again, there's just so many possibilities that they can do mm-hmm. after pitching that shutout because Texas has to be prepared for – Okay, well, they're going to do this. This is what they did so well. So, you know, like we said, maybe you mix it up or maybe you just go with your bread and butter. Um, K-State, basically, they have all the cards here. They're mm-hmm. the ones who are controlling what they want to do. We flip it over to the offensive side. The big question is, who starts at quarterback? I'm just going to make this really simple for you. Healthy Adrian Martinez. Healthy Will Howard. On Saturday, who should start? I've, I've been asked this question several times this week, and like I'm gonna tell you the same way I told other people, Martinez. Mm-hmm. And the reason, reason being, he won the starting job at the beginning of the year. The reason why he didn't play 
prior to the game was because of injury. Not because how he played, but because of injury. And I'm a firm believer in if he was a starter prior to injury, he should get the opportunity to, to maintain and keep his job. But the good news is if he goes out and he's not playing well, you're comfortable with going with Will. And, and, and the one thing I'm happy about is I genuinely believe if Adrian starts, Will's okay with it. And then vice versa. If And if Adrian's not ready, he's okay with Will starting. And he's comfortable knowing that Will can lead the team to victory. But if you have to make a choice, if you got a healthy Adrian and a healthy Will, you go with Adrian. And at that point, you go with the game and then see how things pan out. I think these guys have such a good relationship with one another that you're right. They want what's best for the team. There's no way There's no way Will Howard sticks around K-State unless he wants what's best for the team. Absolutely. Adrian Martinez has been through hell the past four years at Nebraska. Let's just, let's just call it how it is. Mm-hmm. He wants to win more than anything. There's a reason he went into the locker room and told Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein, yeah. hey, I can play. I can do this. I'm not 100%. But if you need me, I can play. Yeah. And it was then when they said, okay, Will, you're starting. And Adrian was totally on board with yep. it. That is a selfless player. Selfless. Both those guys are selfless teammates. You're right. And I'm with you. Yeah. I think Adrian should start if he's healthy. Now, if he's not fully healthy, you Play go with Will. Will. Yeah. That's totally okay. Yeah. Um, but I think if Adrian is healthy, um, you go with Adrian Martinez. Let's not forget, he was in the Heisman conversation yes, he for was. a little bit. Yes, he was. So um, he, he definitely can can handle whatever is thrown his way. Um, I will say it's worth noting, Will Howard has started the last two seasons against Texas. Mm-hmm. He started the last two seasons against Oklahoma State. They both resulted in losses. Yeah. The last two starts for Howard against Texas have resulted in losses. So if he starts, maybe he is on a little revenge tour. We'll see about that. But when you look at this Texas defense, the stats are not good for them. No. They are 63rd in total defense and 92nd in passing defense. Yeah. One thing about Texas, and it, it's kind of it holds true for the last several years, they have all the they have a bunch of great players, but they don't play as a team. You know, and and, and guys show their their greatness in flashes, but they they have, they can they can run out anybody, they can hit anybody, they can tackle anybody, but as far as playing as a team. They have mental breakdowns, there's communication, uh, there's mental errors, they don't finish plays, they're pointing fingers, and all of a sudden, things go go bad, and the Texas defense with all these four- and five-star guys can't stop a team full of walk-ons, three-star guys, two-star guys, transfers, you know, and that holds true. And, and I think K-State will take advantage of that. And this is what I wanted to talk about when it comes to discipline. Yeah. Because I feel like, again, if this is a game where you can establish the run mm-hmm. and you're getting six, seven yards – then there starts to be a little chirpiness. Yeah. The linebackers start chirping at the D-line. The D-line Absolutely. starts chirping at the linebackers. And then you hit them with a big play. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the motive for K-State in this game. We just talked about they're not very good giving up the pass. No. I mean, you go back and watch the Iowa State film. They made Hunter Deckers look good. Yes. And looked, that is a challenge. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. <laughs> they made him look good. That is a challenge. So there's going to be opportunities through the air. But I think that's why establishing the run is so important. Mm-hmm. because then they become desperate. They do. Yeah. And when you make a defense become desperate, that's when you start hitting big plays like we saw against Oklahoma State. Yeah. And honestly, you know, me watching K-State football, I I, I feel like K-State hasn't showed their hand. I feel like there's something in their back pocket that they're going to pull out come Saturday and, and be like, aha, watch this. And, and, and they're going to do what they do. But I feel like there's something that we haven't seen as far as the run game, the pass game, schemes, personnel, two tight end, fullback, whatever it may be. We haven't showed that. And I feel like it's coming. I don't know what it is, but I feel like something that Texas is not prepared for. And, and Coach Klein is going to be like, all right, 
here now's the time let's roll so i'm excited for it and i don't think texas defense will be prepared for it we alluded to it earlier in the show there's just something for these kids from texas on k-state's roster yeah. about playing ut sure you play tcu it's tcu you play yeah. baylor it's baylor texas tech fine but you play ut you of all people know yeah. it is completely different when you played at k-state you had a bunch of teammates from texas as well right is there added juice i mean players can tell the media oh it's just another game but surely there's a little bit of added fire in their belly when you're preparing for ut it is and, and you know for me being a texan myself and i'll be the first to admit we not all but a large majority of us kind of arrogant you know it's one it's texas pride you mm-hmm. know and some of us throw it in your face but a lot of us are just prideful people on where we from and like where you from from Dallas. you know it's one of those things but when you when you're in texas and you or at an AM or TCU or SMU, any smaller school, Texas Tech, and in, in the state, everybody collectively hates Texas because they are the biggest, one of the biggest universities in the nation and in, in, in the state of Texas, and they have lots of money, deep pockets, deep history and tradition. I give them that, but they haven't been dominant in years, and their fans act like they have, <laughs> and that adds more. And then also, if you're a Texas kid and Texas didn't recruit you, even if you didn't want to go to Texas. Yeah. And they didn't recruit you. You took it personal. That's that's exactly what Felix talked about with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. And again, I look for him to have a big day. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. It's going to be a great game for all those Texas kids. Mm -hmm. You think of Kobe Savage. We talked about Christian Duffy, KT Leviston. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guys on that team. A lot of key contributors from that team from the state. So, yeah, there's a little added fire in their belly. I would have to assume. As we wrap up the show, we're going to get to predictions here. I'm very excited for this game. I I think that K-State has everything they need to win this game by a fairly decent margin and then go on a run and potentially make it all the way to Arlington. You alluded it at the top, but it starts with the win. Um, I'm going to let you go first on score predictions. I I think I already know who you're going to pick, but I want to hear your score. Um, I'm going Cats, like you said. Uh, K-State 35, Texas 21. I'm, I, I have told people I do, too, think it's going to be uh, a two-score game. Okay. I just I feel like K-State can come out. They can be physical like we've talked about. Yeah. They have playing with so much swagger right now. It's a night game at home, Harley Day. Everything is lining up for K-State yeah. here. If it was an 11 a.m. game, mm, it maybe it would be yeah. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But you get all that extra juice. It's going to be a nice night out. I just don't see there's any way K-State loses this game. I'm going to take K-State 31 to 20. Okay. I think the defense will show up. That's some that's that's a lot of trips to the red zone, but again, right. it's that bend but don't break mentality. Yeah. The offense will do enough. We'll be curious to see who plays quarterback, but again, I don't know that it really matters. It doesn't. I'm like you. I feel like the defense will stand up and, and make some big plays. And one thing we talked about off 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 camera, off air before is K-State has a history of whenever we play Texas and Manhattan night games. We have a history of showing up for some reason, and and the environment is just different. I don't know what it is, but it's just different. And you know, and the the, the most popular one is the Big Twelve Championship when Colin was a quarterback and Willie was on top of the press box, and the place was just going crazy against Texas. I remember having goosebumps there. But I I, I have a hard time believing. Although I wasn't there last Saturday from on TV and talking to people that were there, I have a hard time believing that the environment, the fans, the students won't be even louder come Saturday. It's going to be a great environment. No matter where you are on Saturday, make sure you enjoy the game. If you're out at the bill, if you're on your couch watching the game, enjoy it. It's going to be a special time. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening to the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cole Comrie. That's Monty Spiller. Enjoy the game, and we will talk to you next Friday.
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.